Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Birth to Life Early Care Institute. I am the founder, April Jones. So I wanted to talk about a very exciting topic and something that I feel as though it is near and dear to me. I have taught children for, for many, many, many years, been around nieces and nephews, been around a community of children. And I feel as though this can be for anyone. It can be for a teacher, it can be for a parent, but mostly I'm kind of catering toward catering this podcast for families in particular, because I feel as though this is something that is needed. This is something that is very necessary and really could be a really, really great journey for children because we know that children are only children for a season. Your child is on your child for a season. And once that season is over, they become, you know, a teen and then eventually an adult. So every child, every adult is a child and every child will become an adult. And a lot of the things that we learn in our childhood is things that we possibly carry throughout our our adult life. You see people every single day that have experienced, you know, wonderful parents. You've seen all different types of things happen when it comes to communication and behaviors and relationships. And all of this happens during childhood, honestly, because this is where you learn about relationships. This is where you learn about communication styles. And so mainly I wanted to do this because I see how a positive impact on a child's life and building intimacy with a child can really, really help someone's overall development and help them as an individual. But not only that, we need to get to a point where we break down certain behaviors that are not necessarily the most positive ones, not the most healthiest ones. And so now we have, you know, things that people throw around terms like narcissists and toxic relationships and mental health and mental care, self-care, all of these kind of things. And it all starts from a relationship. But mainly, I want to talk about friendships. So this is going to be intimate friendship with your child, intimate friendship with your child. So as you know, I love children. And as an adult, I had to evolve as a teacher, as an educator, and many different things. You know, mainly as a teacher, I would, you know, make sure that it was important for me to, you know, have children to learn concepts, learn skills, um, master certain things. You know, that was very that was a focal point for me. And in addition to that, you know, having relationships as well. But I noticed that when I started to really, really develop more intimate friendship with children, that's when that became more prevalent in how I communicated with the children. And I put that more in the forefront more than anything before I launch into concepts and all this kind of stuff. I want to teach you about how to establish intimate friendship with your child. 
So I had to evolve as well. And I had to do this in a, with a number of children all at once. And sometimes it could be difficult, but I just made up in my mind that children need friendship. And I know that this might be, depending on how you were raised, you know, um, some people are raised from the old school model where parents, you know, pretty much they take themselves as a position like I'm the parent, I'm the disciplinarian, which is could be vitally very important but also just remember that too that you know children are human beings and they have feelings and they have emotions and sometimes they not cannot always necessarily communicate these things and that's why it's so so important to really have a foundation of building intimate friendship with your child yes your child can have boundaries yes your child can have rules Yes, you are the adult and you are the compass as to what they need in their life. But at the same time, they are a human being that experience things, have emotions and stuff. And we don't want to necessarily raise shut down children. So let's talk about this. So number one, observe and listen, observe and listen. And I would say that this would take precedence over even talking as much because I sincerely believe that, you know, children need someone there to be their guide, right? Yes, we already just mentioned that, that they need a person to guide them. But some, a lot of times they are communicating through behavior, even if they can't, cannot necessarily express that behavior. And so how do we observe and listen to that child? You know, I feel as though that a lot of times, you know, moms and dads do this when they, the children are infancy, when they're in, when they're an infant, when they're a baby, because, you know, you know, the baby that they can't necessarily do anything from themselves and they can't necessarily feed themselves and things like that. They're not at that point. I'm talking about newborn stage, maybe up until like, you know, five and six months, you know, for the most part. You know, parents are there to really guide them, even up into one one years of age, right? They can't, certain things they can't do. And so we listen and we observe based on the cues that they give us. So, you know, you notice that, okay, if they have this certain type of cry that they know, you know that they're either hungry, they're sick, or they need to be changed. If they react a certain way, you already know that because you've already been sitting and observing. And I still want us as adults to still take that position. The, even through the um, early years and they go to their primary years and their adult years and all that kind of stuff, their teenage years, transitioning to adult, let's still observe and listen as well so you know if children are trying to communicate something to you let's try to take the position where we are observing and we're listening but listening without interrupting because a lot of times you know we feel as though okay we've had these experiences we know and things like that but really take that position of observing and listening so what do i mean by that observing observe to see their patterns see what their personality is so to speak 
one of the things that I want to really push in is the book, The Five Love Languages. I mentioned, mentioned this in my, in my last podcast in episode one, but this is really good for discovering maybe what that love language could possibly be. The book is by Dr. Gary Chapman. It's pretty much well known, I feel as though, but some there might be some people out there that still does, does not know that the Five Love Languages book exists. So the Five Love Languages, see if you can observe and listen to see where, hmm, you know, I noticed that when I'm telling um, Timmy to, to help me with something, he feels very empowered. He feels or I'm doing something from for him. If I'm helping him with, you know, a toy or helping him fix his bed, you know, that could be acts of service. That can be definitely acts of service in there. And again, there's five love languages. So I'll go over them very quickly. Acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, physical touch, and quality time. Those are five love languages that you should um, observe and listen for and see if you can pick up and see if which one of those love languages meets your child's personality. And I would do this if they are infant, one, two, three, four. You know, their studies have shown that, you know, some some um, infants and in, in early, early learners already have a developed personality. And as a teacher, I could tell you, like, I've come across so many different types of personalities, you know, working with children and some of them, probably could still possibly have that personality when they grow up, <laughs> you know, um, case in point, you know, I was a child that was very quiet. I was a child, even though, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a podcaster, but Hey, you know, I'm introvertedly doing this from home <laughs> in my quiet space. But, you know, I was a quiet child. I was very, very shy. I'm not as shy as I used to be anymore because I think shyness kind of coincides with confidence but you know I was very quiet very shy would be to myself a lot and um things like that I've kind of always had that personality over the years my personality has kind of developed but there are some things within me that are still there so I still have some of those um tendencies in my personality and you know when I'm communicating with somebody for the most part I like to do it in a private setting, I like to do it one-on-one -on -one with the person and things like that instead of doing it in a group. So that was just an example. Um, another way to create friendship, you know, intimate friendship with your child is create a space where it's just you and I. Create a you and I space with your child. And if you have multiple children, still, I would not necessarily pair that with another sibling so to speak and sometimes that might be a little difficult i understand but if you find an opportunity to create a you and i space with your child that is another deepening of developing intimacy now remember we're talking about intimate friendship with your child not necessarily just relationship and parentship but intimate intimate friendship with your child so what does that look like Okay, number one, so I'm gonna go for the technology. <laughs> I would suggest that you avoid all distractions if possible. Now, when you're creating your you and I space, this doesn't necessarily have to be something where 
it is an entire day that is hours on end, things like that. But it is a space where you and your child are just connecting with one another. You're just connecting with one another and you are developing a love language amongst yourselves, basically. You're developing that love language. Yes, they possibly will have a love language, but this is your kindred love language with you and your in your child. So, you know, a simple example of that is reading a story together, reading a story together before bedtime. But, you know, sometimes I remember one time I was babysitting and I was, I wanted to pick out this story <laughs> and this child, um, he was like, no, I want to read this story. And the story was very, very long and his bedtime needed to be at a certain time. And I just asked the parents, I was like, you know what, is it okay if we just, you know, he goes to bed during this time because he wants me to read this story so, so bad. And, you know, um, <laughs> I kind of wanted to, you know, I, I kind of wanted to just like, okay, let me make sure he gets to bed on time. But it was like, no, it's fine. So we picked the long story and we read and I noticed that, you know, I was making little, you know, sounds and jokes because I can be very animated. And then he was asking questions. And I noticed as we were bonding during this time, he was scooting in a little bit closer to me. And so even in those moments, there was deepening of intimacy with the friendship, basically, because I respect the child as an individual. I respect the feelings and the emotions of a child as an individual. And I said, okay, I'm going to read this story to you, but you know, you're going to get a little bit of time, but we, we are going to end the story at this time. And if we go a little bit over, then what we can do is put a little bookmark right here. And next time when I babysit you, we can pick up where we left off. Things like that. You know, I didn't outright just say no. And, and uh, there were boundaries still there, but at the same time, we're still developing friendship. Another thing too is um, you, so you're creating, that was an uh, easy example of like reading a story, but say for instance, you can do something special with each other. Like say, say for example, maybe you can create your favorite meal together, you know, and it can be something that they want to eat that night. And maybe you guys, instead of you just putting it together and cooking, it can be an opportunity for you, for them to help out in the kitchen. And trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Unless they're an infant or one years old, or even if they're one and one and a half, I used to do cooking activities and things with one and a half year olds. I absolutely did in a classroom setting. <laughs> so this is something that you could possibly do. So, I mean, even if you have like a one-year-old, two-year-old and they say, pasta, pasta, you know, go ahead and possibly have them to get, you know, get a bowl. You do the, the pasta, boil the water and all that kind of stuff. But maybe you could just get a large bowl and have them to pour the pasta into the bowl and pour the sauce into the bowl and just mix it. And you guys talk about it with each other. And just building those deep connections like that will really, really build intimate friendship with each other. Another example, too, is just just sitting still with that child. 
you know, um, especially if you have children with physical touch and things like that, maybe just giving some hugs and giving, talking to your, talking to your child about how much you love them, what you, what excites them? What, what, what are you excited about when you look at your child? Because I sincerely believe that all parents love their child, but sometimes, you know, just imagine if your parent was to just sit down with you and just talk to you about how much they adored you, how much they loved you, what what you're proud about. Do, can you imagine the different levels of intimacy that can impact that child and how that can translate into a healthy, emotionally stable adult? You would never know like how much that would just feels feel that child's love tank so regardless even if you're you're so I, I know we are in different times right now the sign of the times we are in different times but if you could just take the time to create a you and I space sometime that day and I would even challenge a parent do it five to ten minutes a day even if you can't do it five to ten minutes a day do it in some way if you're changing their their you know their diaper i just love you i love you you so oh my goodness your cheeks i just love your eyes you just make me smile you know all of these different things that you could do um if your child is getting ready for school you're gonna have a good day at school if they're doing virtual oh tell me what you're gonna learn about i know it can be a little hard sometimes you know i made i made you a little a little um a little refreshed drink so you can drink that and then you can be respectful and raise your hands i mean all of these different things that you can do have these you and i moments but still create a you and i space that you can develop a deep connection with your child um, so let's talk about what should we avoid. I would say TV, social media. These are things that you should avoid in the UNI space. Because remember, the whole premise of this is just for you and your child. For you and your child. Now, say for instance, this is a family that has multiple children. Okay. So I have four other siblings, siblings, and it was five of us, and my mom was a single parent. So how would you do this? And my mom was very busy, working adult. Um, most of the time when she came from work, she was exhausted. Then she had to take care of us. And I remember one time she said that she would, what she would do with the means that she had and, you know, the wherewithal of what she had, she would take us to the store when she would go grocery shopping. We would take turns going to the to the store with her to have some type of separate quality you and I space with her. And that's at the time that's what my mom could do. And at first, because I would wonder, like, okay, why is she taking them to the store, and why is she why is she taking me to the store now? Why? Because that's what she was trying to do that was the only method of her kind of spending time with us separately because remember my mom was a single parent it was five of us i'm an older sibling but i had younger siblings so we we have some age gaps in there but that was one of the ways that she developed a you and i space so where there's a will there is a way <laughs> so but anyway 
that was a rabbit hole. So cut off social media off. TV, I would say even shut off your phone. And I know some of you guys are like, oh, my phone, my phone. And I know, I know. Some of you may, may use your phone for working. I mean, all kind of things. But guess what? Don't be afraid to miss out what's already in front of you. Don't be afraid to miss out on what's already in front of you. Your child is in front of you right now. And remember, we know that this is just a season where they're only a child once. And so we want to make sure that we try to tap in and have these quality, intimate moments now. I mean, and this is a precursor to what's going to happen in your relationship with your child down the road. Because I really believe that this is something that you can do in any stage of your child's life. But I specialize in infants through older preschoolers. So that's babies through four and five-year-olds, right? But I do believe that this is something that we can do for all age groups regardless, especially if you've had a breach in the relationship. So say, for instance, if you're a parent that works a lot and, you know, there has been a breach, you don't really know what to do and your child doesn't necessarily feel connected. Um, Your child don't necessarily feel connected, but you don't know what to do. You just don't know what to do. This is a great starting point as to what you can do to develop a relationship with your child. You know, start somewhere, start somewhere. So hopefully some of the things that I have told you will really, really help as to what you can do to develop intimate moments with your child. Remember, Oh, and uh, let me let me pause right there. I forgot to tell you guys in the beginning of the podcast to get your journals or something to write with, because when you are listening to my podcast, there are a lot of different jewels that I drop. <laughs> there are a lot of different jewels that I always drop, and I don't want you to miss out on anything. So yes, you can listen to this over and over again, but. Remember to have some invest in something that you can write with and just reflect upon. Um, yeah, just just do that because I'm telling you, it's it's really good, really good information. And I've just seen the positive impact that has happened with me, especially if I've had a child that, you know, if I had a child that had a behavior problem, and I hate to bring that up as an example, but it's just true that I had an intense behavioral problem or something like that. And then I would just take the time to build relationship and try to get to see what's happening with this behavior. Like what happened? Where did, where did the breach happen? And a lot of times, you know, children will tell you most of the time that if they really become connected with you is because, you know, they don't feel necessarily nurtured or um, cared for in a certain way that meets their love language. And they they become so attached to you because somebody has taken the time 
somebody is taking the time to get to know them. And that's what it's about too, is really getting to know your child and not necessarily taking it from a position of, this is what I see how the relationship should be, but really seeing who they are. Because I'm telling you, children have a way, it's amazing to me. And that's why I love working. I've worked in the field of education close to 20 years. And I can say that you always learn something new when it comes to children because you learn so many things about relationship and children. And a lot of times your assumptions and your perception gets in the way of of what you think they feel or, or see and things like that. But when you really, really get down to it and see how they are as a human being and as an individual because they are a person as well it's amazing it's very eye-opening so let's go back a little bit let's do a quick recap as to how are you going to develop intimate friendship with your child and you when you listen to this podcast you you're going to start i know it you're going to start you're going to take it and i i want to say this too before i get i get into going doing doing the recap no got a little tongue twisted doing the recap give yourself grace as well give yourself grace because remember this is a journey and say something doesn't go right one day it's totally fine you have you have the next day you have the next moment and that's why we're doing this now so let's do our recap observe and listen create a you and i space avoid all distractions tv social media even shut your phone off even shut your computer off shut any device and anything off that could possibly be a distraction in your you and i space this is about this is about connection so you're not going to let anything in okay you're not going to let anything in i don't care if you have to create the you and i space in the car if you have to do it during bath time, if you have to do it during breakfast time, what, however you need to do it, pray, shut all distractions off. All right. So we don't want to be, you don't, and, and sometimes when you look at your phone or whatever, you're afraid that you're going to miss something, but you don't want it. Don't be afraid to miss what's already in front of you. Do not miss what's already in front of you. Okay. Then you want to discover your child's love language as well and remember all of these different things pour into them empower them celebrate them tell them how much you love them tell them that how much you what you adore about them what do you adore about your child what do you adore you know i had a child that used to love just just want to make me laugh that is a gift they have the gift of laughter and i you know i love that so Tell them what you what you adore about them. Show them love deposits. Fill their love tank as much as possible. You know, because you want your home to be a safe haven. If they don't come to anybody in the world, we in the world we have so many different distractions. You have so many different things going on in your life as an adult that you have to process, but let it just be you and your child. You guys develop your own love language and build upon that. So again, this is April Jones. I am the founder of the Birth to Life Early Care Institute. You can follow me on all of my social media platforms at Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to leave a link in the bio as well. I look forward to 
possibly you guys reaching out to me and listening to you to let me know how this how how this podcast went remember like share and subscribe this could possibly help a family out there a parent a teacher even out there to build connections with their children and so you know in order for children to learn intimacy or adults to learn intimacy when it comes to relationships and friendships and communication they have to learn it as a child first that's where it starts so have a wonderful wonderful day and be on the lookout for episode three